emptiness and suchness are a pair of qualities. When we speak about emptiness, sunyata in the Pali tradition, this is a very simple, straightforward quality. The Buddha spoke of the five khandhas, the body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, discriminative consciousness as being of empty nature, like a lump of foam on a river or a water bubble, a mirage, a conjuring trick. There's a form but no substance. So that quality of emptiness, insubstantiality, transparency, is a way of saying no to the apparent solidity of the five khandhas. No, not so real, not so solid, not so substantial as they appear to be. Suchness, tatata, is a way of referring to that fundamental the ultimate nature of reality, the unborn, unoriginated, uncreated, unformed. So when the Buddha spoke about his own nature, he said that the Tathagata, the one gone to suchness, one who's arrived at suchness, cannot be reckoned, cannot be measured in terms of the five khandhas. That material form, a feeling, perception, mental formations, sense consciousness whereby one trying to describe the Tathagata would describe him. That's been let go of, cut off at the root, made like a palm tree stump. The Tathagata is liberated from being reckoned in terms of the, the five khandhas. He is profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, like the great ocean. There's quality of suchness, tatata. These adjectives, profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, refer to that, that same quality. Suchness. In these teachings that the Buddha gives about ultimate reality, where he says, ati bhikkhuwe, that verb ati, is referring to a transcendent quality of being. It's different from the time-bound, conditioned being of the verb hoti. Like, today is Tuesday, I am Ajahn Amaro. This is Amravati. There's normal, everyday uses of the verb to be. Ati is a a verb meaning to be, but a being which is timeless, unborn, unoriginated, uncreated, unformed. Atibikwe, ajatang, abutang, akatang, asankatang. So tatata, suchness, refers to that quality of presence, that timeless reality. The Buddha used this word to refer to his own nature. The Tathagata is liberated from being 
reckoned in terms of the five khandhas, but that quality is profound, immeasurable, unfathomable, like the great ocean, like standing on the seashore, feeling the quality of wonderment in the heart. The limitlessness of the, the sea reaching out to the horizon, beyond the horizon. The quality of mystery, not knowing what's below the surface. Immeasurability, unfathomability. So all these, these words, these adjectives can only partially refer or capture the reality, but they point in that direction. They evoke that same quality of wonderment. Limitlessness. These two qualities, emptiness and suchness, sunyata, tatata, they function as a pair. So, whereas sunyata is saying no to the reality or the apparent solidity of the five khandhas, suchness, tatata, is saying yes to the reality of the Dhamma, the unborn, unoriginated, uncreated, unformed. One way that Venerable Panyuado, the most senior Western disciple of Ajahnmahabua, one way that he very neatly put it, he said, the five khandhas exist, but they're not real. The Dhamma is real, but it doesn't exist. Now the word exist literally means to stand out. From the Latin root existere, that which stands out from. So the Dhamma is in, in its own nature, that which is subtle, indistinct, intangible, unimaginable. Imagination can't express it, the fingers can't touch it, but it's the very fabric of reality. So it doesn't stand out like sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thought and emotion, but it's the, the ground, the foundation, the nothing which supports everything as one person put it, the no-thing. So we can take a, a helpful phrase like that of Ajahn Panyuado to say, the five khandhas exist, they stand out. The body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, sense consciousness, that's all the, the waves on the surface. Those stand out. These words, feelings of the body, the sounds we hear around us, the moods, thoughts arising and passing, that's all of the existent, that which is standing out from 
that ground, that foundation. The five khandhas exist, but they're not real, they're not substantial. There's no thing solid and absolutely present there, no essence, no core, no heart, like the, the Buddha's description of Sankhara, like the leaves of a, a banana plant, like an onion or a leek, you peel away the leaves, there's no, there's no core, there's no heart, no heartwood. Well, the Dhamma is real, but doesn't exist. Subtle and indistinct. Well, the five khandhas are loud and bright and mobile. The world of things that impact the senses and are so convincing. The Dhamma subtle and indistinct doesn't stand out like the sound of silence in the background of perception if we pay attention to it we notice it beginningless, endless, ever present but because of the fascination that exists with what we see and hear and smell and taste and touch what we're doing our list of responsibilities and relationships people we love, the people we hate, and the people we have opinions about. That subtle presence gets forgotten, gets missed because of all of the, the stress of our days. The compelling nature of activity. What we see and hear and smell and taste and touch. What we think, what we imagine, what we remember. Just like the nada sound is ever-present, beginningless, endless, subtle. And it's obvious when we bring attention to it, wow, it's here all the time, never goes away. But yet, how easy it is to ignore it, to forget it, to miss it. Now, the nada sound is a, a sense object. It's a sanya, it's a perception. It's not the manifestation of Dhamma itself, but it carries many symbolic qualities. It, it's a sense object, but it has many characteristics that evoke the reality of the Dhamma itself. Timeless, ever-present, apparent here and now, leading inwards has those various attributes that come as a part of its own nature. So it's a sense object, a formation, but it evokes the qualities of the unformed, the unborn, the unoriginated. This is one of the reasons why it's a, a helpful meditation object. In the sense world, it evokes, represents many of these intrinsic qualities of the Dhamma itself. Apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation, leading inward, to be realized by each wise person for themselves.
And when Ajahn Buddhadasa talked about Sunyata and Tathata, he named those as the, the seventh and the eighth in the list of the nine das or nine eyes, nine ways of seeing reality. The first three are Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta, uncertainty, unsatisfactoriness, and not-self. The second three were Dhamma Tittata, meaning established in the form of Dhamma. Dhamma Niyamata, functioning according to the laws of Dhamma, the laws of nature. Idapachayata, obeying the laws of cause and effect, one thing conditioning another. So these are all characteristics of the existent world, the field of experience. Anicca dukkha anatta, dhammatitata, dhammaniyamata, itapachayata. And the last three were sunyata, emptiness, tatata, suchness. And the very last one is atamayata, meaning not made of that which is a letting go of the whole subject-object duality. He called this the ultimate Buddhist concept, the final word of Buddhism. I would say it's the equivalent of Advaita, Advā meaning not to. Similarly, Atamayata means not made of that. Letting go of thatness, also letting go of thisness, a dropping of the whole subject-object duality. So there's simply the heart embodying its own nature, knowing its own nature, the Dhamma, which is the nature of the heart, knowing its own nature. It's not a, a this knowing a that, but simply the Dhamma aware of its own quality, its own presence. He called this the final letting go, the final divorce from ignorance. It's a subtle quality of awareness, letting go of subject, letting go of object, but what is present, what is real, what is here, is the wakeful heart that knows the world, is attuned to the world, but is completely unlimited by the world, unburdened by the world, knows the field of experience of thoughts and emotions, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, perfectly attuned to those patterns of experience, but is utterly unlimited by those, not burdened by those. This is the, the nature of the Tathagata, the Buddha's awakened heart, knowing the world, Lokavitu, but completely transcending the world, Lokutara. Well, this is the purpose of um, practice of meditation, concentration, insight, 
these different methodologies lead to this end result, the heart awake to its own nature, awake to the nature of all things, attuned, unattached, unlimited, unburdened.